the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. I have a thought for you. I'm Dennis Prager. I just heard this morning that a woman living in that benighted condominium building in Miami Beach had her uh, had her leg amputated by a surgeon. It was obviously crushed and unsalvageable in this horrific thing that happened there this week. So I, I, I think about these things, as you well know, and here is about as good an example as exists confirming one of the central views I have of life, that it's all about attitude and philosophy of life. This woman has every right to feel and think what lousy luck. How many apartment buildings in America in the last half century have collapsed? Can you, can you remember any? Zero. This is the first time, or maybe it's the second time, I, I don't know. But I, I don't remember, so let's say it's the first time. How many, how many apartment buildings are there in the United States? And she's in the one that, that collapses on itself and loses a leg. That would be a completely legitimate way to look at her situation. Here is another. As of now, there are nearly 100 people unaccounted for. So it is possible they were on vacation in California. Although why anybody would go from Florida to California is a puzzle. To go from freedom to non-freedom is not the usual way in which people move, but it does have nice scenery. Anyway, they it's very unlikely, it seems to me, that most of the people unaccounted for are alive. They're unaccounted for because they're in the rubble. Maybe a couple are still living. So she would have a completely legitimate view of her situation, this woman whose leg was amputated, absolutely the opposite of the first completely legitimate view. She could say, oh my God, what luck. A building I'm sleeping in collapses And all that happens to me is I lose a leg. Correct? Both utterly and completely accurate, rational 
reactions to what occurred to her, which is right. The answer is it completely depends on your attitude, and I would, I would have to add your nature. That woman's situation is in so many ways your situation. My situation and the situation of the vast majority of humanity. You have every right to see yourself as wounded, and you have every right to see yourself as incredibly lucky. Which it is, is what determines your level of happiness, your quality of life. The horror, a word I choose wisely, or choose consciously, certainly, is that so many people have been told to see themselves as in the second category, or in the first category, no, the second category. Wounded, hurt, victim. She has every right to see herself as a victim. She's not a victim. woman is sleeping in her bed, does nothing wrong, and loses a leg. It's a big deal to lose a leg. Have the rest of your life with a prosthetic device. A lot of, a lot of hospital time, a lot of therapy time. And, and, by, and by the way, not just, I assume, not just physical therapy, but psychological therapy. Have, have your house fall down on you? That's a, that is legitimately a trauma. Prior to the lockdowns, I would speak regularly at college campuses. I would tell people, I'd tell students, line up at the microphones, and those of you who differ with me, please line up first. So those of you who don't differ with me, please allow those who do to get in line first. And I recall so well women, young women, say 20 years old, living in spectacularly luxurious circumstances at a college dorm or apartment near the college for which they paid nothing, either the the state, the college, or their parents, most likely the latter, paid for them. The most coddled generation in the history of Earth and come up to the microphone and tell me with a straight face that as a woman they're persecuted in America. To say that they did not get a sympathetic hearing from me is to state that bulls have testicles and other important unassailable facts of life. Which reminds me, by the way, an aside, do we deny that there are two two sexes in the rest of the animal kingdom? Only humans have more than two sexes? That's science? 
just asking. So, Victor Frankl wrote one of the book that probably after the Bible most influenced me, Man's Search for Meaning. He summarized it. We have no control over what happens to us. Our only freedom is the freedom to choose how to react to what happens to us. I don't think there's anyone. I have not known anyone. Let's put it this way. I've not known anyone well who could not portray themselves as wounded, as damaged goods. I've not known, I've not known such a person. We're all walking wounded. The question is what you do with it and how you react to it. It is not possible to live life and not be wounded. No, it sounds like the happiness hour, doesn't it? That's quite all right. My thinking bleeds into other hours. And I couldn't help but offer some of these thoughts with regard to hearing about the woman who lost a leg. And I really do wonder which she will look at. What lousy luck. Building collapses on me. First time in modern American history, probably. An apartment building. Uh, or, wow, can't believe how lucky I am. 90 people, let's say, let's say it is 90, died. And I walked out. Well, walked out is not accurate. I got out. I was carried out. That's the uh, that's our life in a nutshell. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. A senator is that correct? Has offered a bill to allow people to travel without masks. Is that uh, is that correct? Congressman and a senator. We'll be back. I'm Dennis Prager, 18 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Maybe we'll do that as a happiness hour theme. Use that woman as an example of how you live your life. 
All right. I got so much more to say about it. I probably will do it during the happiness hour. New study links ivermectin to large reductions in COVID-19 deaths. Epic times. The use of the antiparasitic drug ivermectin could lead to large reductions in COVID-19 deaths and may have a significant impact on the pandemic globally. According to a recent preprint review based on peer-reviewed studies, for the study published June 17th in the American Journal of Therapeutics, you got that issue, right? I know you and your wife uh, sort of like have fights. Who gets to read it first? Have you resolved it? No, it's still an issue. A group of scientists reviewed the clinical trial use of ivermectin, which is antiviral and anti-inflammatory properties in 24 randomized controlled trials involving just more than 3,400 participants. The researchers sought to assess the efficacy of ivermectin in reducing infection or mortality in people with COVID-19 or at high risk of getting it. Now, I'd like you to know who did the study. I, I looked it up, all right? So you'll, those of you who say follow the science, here you go. Andrew Bryant, Division of Gastroenterology, Newcastle University. Teresa, excuse me, Teresa Laurie, Division of Gastroenterology, Evidence-Based Medicine Consultancy, Bath, United Kingdom. Therese Dowswell, Ph.D., Emergency Department, Princess Elizabeth Hospital, Guernsey, United Kingdom. Edmund Fordham, Ph.D., Division of Gastroenterology, Ulster Hospital, Belfast, Northern Ireland. Okay, is that that good enough for you? Among hospitalized COVID-19 patients, the risk of death was found to be 2.3% among those treated with the drug. Compared to, are you ready, 7.8% for those who were not treated with ivermectin. Moderate, quote, moderate certainty evidence finds that large reductions in COVID-19 deaths are possible using ivermectin. Using ivermectin early in the clinical course may reduce numbers progressing to severe disease. The authors wrote, if your doctor will not prescribe ivermectin to you, you should leave that doctor. You can continue to play golf with him or her and have any warm feelings that you desire. Don't go to that doctor anymore. The doctor is either ignorant of what is going on, which is probable. They don't follow this stuff. Non-medical talk show hosts like me do, which is a a scandal. How little doctors know about this disease and how to treat it. It's a scandal. Speaks poorly of the medical profession. But much speaks poorly of the medical profession in our time. 
uh, or they are politically indoctrinated uh, in such a way that they it, it affects their ability to be a an excellent doctor. They cited another recent review. Okay. The recent, and I looked that one up. Did a lot of work for you, my friends. I looked that one up. Here are the authors of this other study that just came out. Pierre Corey, MD. Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, Madison, Wisconsin. Gianfranco Umberto Meduri. Memphis, Virginia Medical Center, University of Tennessee Health Science Center, Pulmonary Critical Care and Research Services. Jose Iglesias, D.O., University of Texas Health Science Center, Critical Care Service, Houston, Texas. And let's see, did I get them all? There was MD, that I say Maduri was MD, yes, Jose Iglesias, and Paul Marek, Eastern Virginia Medical School, Division of Pulmonary and Critical Care, Norfolk, Virginia. <sighs> All right. Oh, Joseph Verone, that's it, that's the other one, that was Houston. Jose Iglesias' Department of Medicine, Hackensack School of Medicine, Seton Hall, New Jersey. They concluded that ivermectin reduced deaths by as much as 75%. Let me say, and I put my reputation on the line by saying this, I fully acknowledge it. I believe that the medical profession is responsible for at least 100,000 dead Americans for being antipathetic, for opposing therapeutics like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and zinc. Yep. That goes from Dr. Fauci to down to your doctor who won't prescribe this, but will tell you to get a vaccine. Vivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have decades of safety behind them. The vaccine does not. Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I will finish this uh, piece. Two major studies about the efficacy of ivermectin. If you have a relative or friend who died of COVID and was not given either hydroxychloroquine and zinc or ivermectin, 
they, uh, your friend or relative may have died because of utter and total medical negligence. Utter and total. It is one of the scandals of my lifetime. This uh, Food and Drug Administration in a note on why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. Did you know that they had that? They actually wrote that? Warns that it has received, quote, multiple reports of patients who have required medical support and been hospitalized after self-medicating with ivermectin intended for horses. When did that come out? Using any treatment for COVID... By the way, just, just for the record, the last head of the FDA, or the, I don't know what Scott Gottlieb, if he was the last head, one of the, or one of the last heads, is on the board of directors of Pfizer. The whole thing's crooked. Spent my life defending pharmaceutical companies. I now realize how corrupt they are. And uh, they have corrupted the FDA, the C, the, uh, what is the C, what? CI, what is it? Center for Disease Control. CDC. A lot of initials in my brain. You know, I really wonder how many, now that I think of it, how many acronyms, or if that's the proper term, are in my brain. Just in the media, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR, CNN, Yeah. Using any treatment for COVID-19 that's not approved or authorized by the FDA unless part of a clinical trial could cause serious harm. Well, wouldn't that apply to the uh, vaccine? The vaccine is not authorized or approved by the FDA. However, the vaccine brings in uh, hundreds of billions of dollars. Ivermectin brings in, as uh, said, is, is it said in Yiddish, bupkis. Focus is a great term, and uh, it means uh, zilch. Zilch is a great term, too. I like zilch. The WHO said in March that the current evidence on the use of ivermectin to treat COVID-19 patients is inconclusive. Oh, well, that beats the FDA report. (laughs) That until more data become available... The agency recommends the drug only be used with clinical trials. Well, they just had trials. Well, not trials. They had efficacy studies. The authors of the efficacy study argued, however, that the drug has an established safety profile through decades of use and could play a critical role in suppressing or even ending the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. The apparent safety and low cost suggest that ivermectin is likely to have a significant impact on the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic globally, they wrote in the study abstract. Now, it, it's interesting. If you reprint this, will they take it off the Internet? So Google and Twitter and Facebook are also complicit in the deaths of untold thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans. Instead, what do we have here? More evidence that the lockdown was useless. It's actually harmful. 
Where is that? Yes. Yes, here it is. Foundation for Economic Education, June 21st. We just got even more proof that stay-at-home orders lethally backfired. In a new paper, economists from the University of Southern California and the Rand Corporation examined the effectiveness of shelter-in-place mandates, a.k.a. stay-at-home orders, using data from 43 countries and all 50 U.S. states. The experts analyzed not just deaths from COVID-19, but excess deaths, a measure that compares overall deaths from all causes to a historical baseline. The authors explained that lockdown orders may have had lethal, unintended consequences in their own right, such as an increased drug, such as increased drug overdoses, worsened mental health problems, increased child abuse, deadly delays in non-COVID medical care, and more. I'll continue with that. Hi, all. Reading to you. And I will then take your calls. So the uh, the latest is that uh, the stay-at-home orders actually may have increased death. The authors explain, this is studies from the University of Southern California and the Rand Corporation, uh, that there may have been a lot more excess deaths because of the lockdown orders. We failed to find that shelter-in-place policy saved lives, the authors report. What do you think of that? Indeed, they conclude that in the weeks following the implementation of these policies, excess mortality actually increases, even though it had typically been declining before the orders took effect. Across all countries, the study finds that a one-week increase in the length of stay-at-home policies corresponds with 2.7 more excess deaths per 100,000 people. We failed to find that countries or U.S. states that implemented SIP, stay-in-place, shelter-in-place policies earlier, and in which SIP policies had longer to operate, had lower excess deaths than countries slash U.S. states that were slower to implement stay-in-place policies. And their finding is no outlier. A number of other credible studies have similarly concluded that lockdowns were ineffective at slowing the spread of COVID-19. Plus, other research now shows that most COVID-19 spread occurred at home, not out in the world, making stay-at-home orders all the more absurd in hindsight. Already told you about. What was who is the one that said it was the greatest uh, health care mistake in history? Bhattacharya at uh, at Stanford. Yeah. Dennis Prager said it was the greatest mistake in history last March. I've been uh, proven right, I believe, on every one of my assessments because I have no agenda. It's. Um, it's an amazing thing to be agenda-free. I only wanted to save lives and know what's true. Period. Oh, yes, I had an agenda. I, I, I take that back. All things being equal, I go on the side of liberty. Tell people what's dangerous and let them live their lives. You don't want to leave your house? Don't leave your house. 
I have a relative who's afraid of the virus. I love her very much. She's a wonderful human being. She stayed at home for a year, alone. She's essentially in solitary confinement. It was self-induced. I spoke to her periodically. She's, as I said, a wonderful human being. Okay. I didn't tell her to leave. Be too uncomfortable for she. She thought she might very well die. And I understand those who have that belief or who have an objective belief based on comorbidities, stay at home. Why did we block children from school? It's a criminal. It's a criminal offense against children. The anti-children teachers unions, anti-children. You know it's true, but who, who says it? What newspaper is going to describe the teachers' unions as hostile to children? Okay, Jeffrey in Minneapolis, hello. Mr. Prager, can you hear me? I can. It's not great, but I hear you. Okay, first of all, it's an honor to speak with you. Second of all, I can't possibly, in the short time we have, thank you enough for all that you've done for the country, for religious values, for conservative values. Um... I'm I'm a reformed liberal, and uh, you're part of that. I just can't thank you enough. You know, it's funny. I'm very—it's not funny what you said. I'm touched by it. It's funny that I took your call because it has you differing with me, (laughs) and then I I I go to you and I get praised. So I just want my listeners to know I went to you because I thought you were going to differ with me, which you still might. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. I do have kind of a challenge or even a question. So you've had Dr. Zelenko on your program uh, a number of times, I believe, and I've listened to at least one episode. And if I'm not mistaken, Dr. Zelenko has been a consultant to um, different governments on his uh, drug cocktail for COVID-19, which includes ivermectin, which I believe you've touched on in today's program. Um, I believe one of those governments is Brazil, but Brazil's COVID numbers have been raging. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts as to... Well, I'll ask him. Uh, uh, There's a very simple uh, thank you so much for for both the challenge and and the compliments. I will ask him uh, one simple question. Did Brazil follow your advice? So if, if there was widespread use of ivermectin and or hydroxychloroquine and zinc, that would be a very legitimate challenge to what I've been saying. That is correct. For the record, Brazil is 10th in the world in deaths per million. And Peru, Hungary, Czech, uh, the Czech Republic, Bulgaria, are, are uh, among others, are have worse uh, statistics. It's hard to know why any given country does or doesn't. It may reflect its health care system. That's also a factor. The question is, did any country use ivermectin in a widespread manner? For the record, I think you should know that I have been, my wife has been as well, on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and zinc for at least a year. We have been confined, well not confined, but we have been in a house, that means my house, with two members of those living with us both of whom had COVID, 
we practiced no social distancing, no masking, and did not get a sniffle. They were not on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Interesting. Well, it's just an anecdote. So you can either extrapolate some truth from it or not. We return. The Dennis Prager Show. Howdy doody, everybody. I have two corrections, incidentally. And it, I must tell you, it very little gnaws at me. It gnaws at me when I make a mistake on the air. I made a ridiculous one yesterday. In my desire to praise, uh, and I stay in hotels a lot, but I had very wonderful, wonderful experience at the Holiday Inn in Barstow when I said it was Bakersfield. I have Bakersfield on my mind. Just a bit outside. Yes, just a bit outside. By how many miles? <laughs> So, if anybody knows anybody at the Holiday Inn in Barstow, I want to thank them for really competent and kind treatment. And I I just announced that I've been on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for a year, actually. My corrector-in-chief says that ivermectin was added in October and but I don't have the original date of hydroxychloroquine, which preceded ivermectin by months. So that that was accurate. The hydroxychloroquine a year, the ivermectin since October or November. All right, so that's uh, how often Dan in St. Petersburg wants to how often do I take hydroxychloroquine? What, what, what is the dosage? What do I, is twice a week? I think twice a week. Uh, let's see here. Don in Chicago. Hello. Hey, Dennis. Nice to talk to you again. Um, my wife and I both got coronavirus. She got it first. And, uh, a couple days later, we just realized we both had it. We went and got tested and, uh, called our family physician. We've had him for 20 years. He's 70 years old. He's kind of an old school kind of a guy, but he tells, I, I really enjoy the guy. He tells it like it is. Um, he, he uh, so he did a Zoom call with us, and he shows up on the Zoom call, and he's wearing a mask. And I immediately say, what the hell are you wearing a mask for? And he kind of looked at me and said, I'm trying to protect you. It was kind of a joke. So uh, he, he, I said, well, we got coronavirus. What do you prescribe? He prescribed us the typical um, uh, steroids, antibiotics, told us to take vitamin D and zinc, and we did. And my symptoms cleared up pretty much in a week or so. My wife's not so much. She had it more in the respiratory. Nothing alarming to us that we had to go to the hospital or anything like that. We were just working through it. Uh, we're both in good shape. We have no medical conditions at all. So hers wouldn't clear up. And after 10 days, she got ticked off, and she called the doctor, and she did another Zoom call. And she said, I want to be on hydroxychloroquine. And he said, no, nah, that stuff doesn't work. He goes, it's a bunch of BS. Yeah. I'm sorry, because you've obviously had him for you. He was right on the steroid in many cases, the vitamin D, the zinc. So it's more than a lot of doctors know. Happiness Hour coming up. 